you know, I do want to talk about the technical nuances. I want to talk about SEO or SERP rank, but instead I'll present it just the way I did before, where I say, do you want to be the number one result on Google? You do, right? Well, here's how you do it. And that's going to um, go over much better than if I were to say, well, your SERP rank technique should yada, yada, yada. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss, as always. And it is my pleasure to be joined today by Crystal Beckett. I'm so pleased to have you here. Thanks so much for joining, Crystal. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you, Yona. I'm really honored that you asked. And we did speak for a moment before. We have not spoken one-on-one before. So this should be really nice. <laughs> this is going to be fun. We participate in a lot of group settings and, and some of the Zoom calls together. So I appreciate you joining uh, on the LinkedIn challenges in the past. And great to have you here. I'd love for our listeners to get a little background into who is Crystal and, and what are you up to now? And what's a little background? I mean, just right now, I know that you're working for Resolute Real Estate, which is a, you know, a very uh, active retail brokerage in the Southwest. Is that correct? Correct. And I'd like to elaborate a little bit. Because Go for we, it. We did focus predominantly on retail. The name of the company is, it used to be Retail Solutions, but we've really branched out as a company. We are located in several cities in Texas. We have an office in New Mexico, and we have an office in Louisiana. Oh, wow. And we really represent currently all asset classes. So we're growing, we're growing at a rapid rate. And we're currently, here's the pitch, we're looking to expand. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, we're growing from what was maybe like a boutique brokerage to a much larger company. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. So anyone listening to that that's interested in getting into a, a commercial real estate brokerage, reach out to Crystal. Um, but you're really in the... You're, you're, really in the marketing, right? Digital marketing is your expertise, right? So that's your, uh, your forte. Give me a little, a little background, if you will. You know, what led you up to this? And uh, you know, how'd you get your start in the real estate industry? Sure. For me, it's not very different. I sort of stepped into it, one foot in front of the other. I've been working in computer technology for many, many years, 15 to 20 years. And I pursued my education in computer science with a focus in 3D animation. So what that involves is some scripting and graphic design and, you know, all these 3D software programs. So that's where I really started becoming fascinated with the digital world. And at the time, there was a company, Sony Imageworks, that was in Albuquerque. Yeah, they're a big post-production company. And for me, that was my end-all, be-all. I was going to go work for Sony Imageworks, and that's what I was going to do for a living. Well, Sony up and left right around the time I graduated. They relocated to somewhere in Canada. And at that point, because I'd been so focused on that goal, I had to sort of, you know, take a step back and think about what I wanted to do. 
At the time, I also was um, put in touch with a local director because film was starting to boom in Albuquerque. And I served for a period of time as an art manager for pre-visual animations. And you're like, well, what is that? What the heck is pre-visual animation, right? So a pre-visual is essentially a 3D sequence that serves as um, a storyboard. So it's a very crude looking 3D sequence. It's not for showing the public. What happens is a director or producer then views the previs and then looks at the physical environment that they're going to shoot and says, okay, we need the lighting here and the props here and for actors to enter and exit here. So it's a storyboard. And I did that for a time and I did that for zero pay. And oh, wow. my okay. my intent was to, you know, get some experience. Right. So I did that for a time. And then again, I took another step back and I went to go pursue my first love, which is fine art. And it always has been from the time I was very small. So I pursued my education in fine art and history and philosophy and all of these things that also just like bolstered this foundation that would lead to technical art. Mm -hmm. But again, I sort of hit a wall and I said to myself, I'm not an exhibition artist. I'm not going to move to L.A. or Chicago or New York and put on these large exhibitions. And like most starving artists, I was starving. And any artist knows that art materials are not cheap. So again, this wasn't quite my path. Meanwhile, I had been working in graphic design because it was very closely tied to animation. Right. So I have, you know, I'm getting jobs in graphics. And again, I have this foundation of tech and fine art. And I started to wonder, um, well, what makes for a good graphic? And why? And who's viewing it? And why are they viewing it? So that really pushed me towards researching analytics and demographics information. And because of that, I slowly started moving towards marketing positions. All the while, you know, I have a portfolio of work and I need to showcase it digitally. I can right. no longer walk into a job with my three ring binder, right? With all of my work in it. There you go. Here's what I do. No, I needed a website. Right. So I started developing a website. And what I found is that in building my own website, it was sort of a combination of everything I loved, layout and design and video and content all in one place. And I, I really hit it on the head with web design. I loved it. So I started creating more websites. And I also opened up a photography business. If it's in the realm of art, I've been there. You've been there. I mean, it sounds like you have a huge plethora of portfolio at this point of all different things you've done. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank I've you. seen I some of your photography and, and some of your web design. And so I can attest to that, that it is uh, a truly artistic. Uh, but <laughs> I, it's, you, it's amazing how so many things, and, and I know you're getting to like how, how you're getting into the marketing side of things more. But just to just to pause before we get there, like it's amazing to see like how many things really 
need to go into a, a really successful marketer, right? To, to yeah. use marketing. And okay. I see it being so active on social media, obviously, digital marketing, it's just one aspect of it, right? But you still need a lot of those components to, to be successful. So yeah. it, it good really to hear. Is. And, and thank you. It's so appreciated because you're absolutely right. Like so many pieces are required to make the whole. They really are. And, you know, it was so step by step from one thing to the next. And a lot of it was passion and curiosity really driving that next step. You know, I needed, I, I was wondering, well, what makes it good and why? And then I'm thinking, well, I need to showcase it. So I'm going to build this. And then the same thing happened with my website where I said, well, how do I drive people to my website? So again, I just dove headfirst at that point into SEO techniques and how to rank on search engines and get more people to see me, um, to, you know, create this presence. And at the time that I was running the photography business, that's when I really stepped into social media practices because I was gaining most of my clientele directly from social media. Well, um, word of mouth, but also word of mouth over social media platforms. Right. For sure. So that's where I'm starting to track my insights and read my my client's personality and decide what might be a good way to advertise to them. So really, I guess in a nutshell, that is how, you know, fine art and animation really step by step became this field we call digital marketing. And I'm so just really pleased that the trajectory carried out in this way because I am so familiar with all of the different departments that I work with because I've been there and I know what it takes and I know how hard it is. Right. So I can be there side by side. And, you know, Yona, I'm doing what I love. I am so lucky. I am. That is really, yeah, that's amazing because it's not everyone can say that. <laughs> We've had it's, plenty of people... You know, especially when you're working for, you know, a company and yeah, it's still, you know, mid-sized company, but it's when you're doing that and you can still do what you love and add value to those people through that. It's, it's really truly special. And we have to have to give thanks to that. That's for sure. Art is not the way to go. How can I be successful in art? And I've had moments where I've wanted to go in a different direction, but you know, there was a post you put up, I think yesterday. And one of my comments was persevere, persevere, persevere. You know, you just have to, if yeah. you want to do what you enjoy. For sure. And I made a comment yesterday. Also, I think, uh, mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly where or when it was, what kind of platform, but that really everything comes back to commercial real estate. It's really interesting. And when you think about it, and I, I said it kind of in passing. Oh, it maybe was in the context of uh, we're thinking about putting together maybe some sort of event, right? Yeah. Some sort of like let's do a LinkedIn commercial CRE event, right? And uh, and someone who was a a colleague you know, someone I'm connected with said, "Oh, he's in digital marketing. He's in marketing. He's a marketer also." And it was like, "What do I have to do with uh, commercial real estate? Because I'm not really involved in commercial real estate. He's not. You know, he, he runs a marketing company." But I'm like, everything comes back to real estate. It and does. The amazing thing to me is that, I mean, number one, like everywhere you look is real estate everywhere, literally. And, and number two, that it, on the investing side of things, you see people from all walks of life, from every type of industry for, that get involved and that do invest themselves. So you don't have, 
So everything really does truly come back to it. We are sitting in, you know, buildings right now that we have either bought or are leasing. And as far as the digital marketing side of things, companies that brokerage commercial real estate need marketers. They need people to brand them and help them expand. And so again, as far as getting into commercial real estate, that really was, I had worked doing graphic design for a community and I was both making graphics for them and leasing properties. I was a leasing agent. And that was really how I ended up in commercial real estate. Um, A couple jobs later, I was offered a position with a commercial firm that was more single family homes. And then I ended up with a commercial firm. This is my second commercial firm. Okay. And you're enjoying it? I mean, the, the, obviously you are. Very, very much, you know, and I'll tell you the, you know, everyone talks about their culture, right? But I'll tell you right now, the culture at the company I'm at right now is extremely enjoyable and extremely together and not opposed to having fun, lots of fun going on. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I have found myself in a position where honestly, I I can be myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, we all want to be professional. We all we all want to present professional. But we also want a little bit of room to be ourselves to be real in a way. And this company allows for it. It's so nice. So I am enjoying being at Resolute in particular. That's great. And when you have a company that supports, you know, who you are and, and what you enjoy doing, that's uh, all the better. Yeah. What do you see for yourself, uh, you know, in this digital marketing world? Or maybe actually, before I get to that question, I, I would love to pick your brain. And, I mean, that's a weird terminology. No, but- <laughs> I'd love to dig a little deeper. I mean, what makes up the things that a digital marketer does? Maybe for those people that are listening and think like, oh, digital marketing, what is that about? I mean, obviously, there's print, but that's kind of obsolete. Um, and so a lot of it's digital. Besides for social media, which I'm very much uh, in tune with and aware with, aware of, like what other forms does that consist of? Sure, absolutely. So I'm going to try and keep this concise. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, there is the social media aspect, which involves creating graphics and copy and insights, which is tracking how well you're doing and making predictions about how to do better. That also includes maybe a schedule, a calendar, times that work best, days of the week that work best. So all of that is involved in social media. Then you have the website end of things, which is the development of your site and everything from user experience to the interface and how basically to provide the information you want to provide, but also keep your users engaged and keep them on your site and keep them converting. The most important element right now in particular is the SEO element, which is basically if I type in commercial real estate into Google, how do I become that number one search? Right. And the techniques that are involved there are many. I wouldn't say that they're overly difficult. It's just about knowing what to do and when. And so... There are a lot of things you can do on the backside of your website and your social media pages that include like keywords that people 
often type into the search bar in Google. You mm-hmm. want to include a lot of those keywords in your content. Right. Also, there is something called a readability score. Now, we all want to sound intelligent. We all want to show that we're rock, rock stars, right? And so we're using all these acronyms and these huge technical terms. But I'll tell you, it doesn't really serve your SEO score because your readability is down. Even for someone as technical as I am, sometimes I get lost in that. And it's also, quite frankly, it's boring. Who (laughs) wants to read about SERP pages and SEM and like, what? You know, it's just not captivating. So you can enhance your SEO, honestly, if you just speak in a conversational tone, like right. you're speaking to each other. And that also applies a great deal to social media. You know, comments are number one for boosting your posts. If you speak, you know, like we're speaking now, mm-hmm. you're likely to get more commentary than if you're just blowing someone away with all of your technical terms. For sure. I follow that. So there's the social media, there's the SEO, there's all the tracking that's involved. I look at demographic data in a very nerdy way. Sometimes at midnight, I'm like tracking who's on my website. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to know about them. I want to know what they're interested in and where they're coming from and what time they're on my site so that I can then focus my advertisements because personalization is key, right? Um, to specific groups of people. Right. That is really, really fascinating. The one thing that kind of jumps out at me when you're talking about just having more conversational, obviously, I relate to that a lot when it comes to social media. But even on the web, it's fascinating to me how the the written word and the spoken word have really kind of come uh, into uh, almost a convulsion of, of one where it's, yeah, I mean, it, it used to be you know, you write one way and you can speak however you want to speak, right? And there's very different between that. But now you want to read something like as if you're you're writing, which actually, to be honest, makes it obviously easier because then you can get into things like, uh, you know, speak to uh, to text type, uh, type things where you're able to convert conversations or things like podcasts like this very easily into a written blog or a written article or something like that. Very much. You turn this podcast over to, you know, I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't use it anymore, but like Fiverr say, and they transcribe and then boom, you have a blog post. Yeah. And yes, you know, I do want to talk about the technical nuances. I want to talk about SEO or SERP rank, but instead I'll present it just the way I did before, where I say, do you want to be the number one result on Google? You do, right? Well, here's how you do it. And that's going to um, go over much better than if I were to say, well, your SERP rank technique should yada, yada, yada. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to hear that. What? What's my SERP rank? Yeah, no one knows what what, what you'd be talking about when you do that. Um, Right. Now, when you're in, when you're in like the the nitty gritty of things, right? You're talking about social media and you mentioned how you can have certain certain types of posts or, or scheduling things out and then analyzing insights into when, you know, which posts uh, or which type of content or whatever work better or do more. How are you going on measuring those kind of things? And is it different from platforms of platform where you kind of have uh, 
in your own ways to measure. Yes, absolutely. It is different. So all of the platforms, if you have a company page, and that's the key right there, you have to have a company page. Mm. I'm not tracking my personal post, gotcha. which it's, it's a feature I wish they would implement because right. we are our own personal business. Right. Um, now, there are more complicated ways I could track that, but I choose not to. As far as my business is concerned, um, all platforms will offer you an insights tab, you know, either running across the top or on the left-hand side there. And it will map it out in graphs by um, users, time of day, um, new users. I mean, it is extremely in-depth. It's wonderful. Um, I can also integrate a lot of things with Google Analytics. This is mm -hmm. a program I live in. Really? And okay. the, the depth of Google Analytics, you know, I've been working in it for quite a while and I still can't know everything. And then they're rolling out updates all the time, keeping me on my toes. Yeah. I'm chasing down these tech people. But yeah, on your company pages, you'll see something that says Insights. And, it will and are these specifically for like paid advertisements or, or just a regular type of posts? Everything. 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 It will show you even age demographics. It will show you what other pages are popular, what your, your users enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so let's say they enjoy, let's vacations and leisure, right? right. So I may want to create some content that still applies to my company, but is sort of touching on vacation and leisure. Interesting. Yeah. It's, That's fascinating. It's so yeah. interesting. No, <laughs> I mean, no, totally. I, <laughs> it, it is. is. I mean, it's not, maybe not to everyone, but for me, it certainly is. I think what's fascinating to me is that, you know, it just really opens up the ability to see content creation in a whole different light. When, you know, we're always talking about looking at your user and seeing, you know, how do, how do you relate to your user? But if you don't know who that user is, then how are you going to, how are you going to create that content, right? Okay. I will say this in general, good rule of thumb is people are at the end of the day, they, they want to say they're driven by logic, right? I made this decision based on logic and rationale. But the truth is people are driven and make decisions based on emotion. Mm -hmm. They do. If you can call up an emotion and they are feeling that in the moment or have been feeling that recently, you will get engagement. You truly will. That's why conversational also plays better because it stirs up something inside of people. It's not just like line after line after line of like, you know. Sure. Stories also, stories have a great way of, uh, of kind Narrative. of bringing, yeah, the, yes. just like a, you know, a movie or a storyline or something that will just draw you in to that, uh, keep you, keeps you looking for more. You want to hear yes. the end of the story. You want to hear what happens next, you know? That's right. And, and the, you know, if you're good at writing, you know, you have like a whole climax and it comes back down. And so if you don't know your client, um, because you're not tracking demographics, put some emotion into your posts. That's going to help you. Now, I'm not saying like rant and be unprofessional, right? Even though a lot of that goes viral. Yeah, it, it really does. does. But that's not the kind of attention you want to garner, not in a professional setting. Yeah, I, agree. I, I I'm not opposed to 
putting something up that's, that says, I'm really frustrated about this, you know, and writing it in such a way. Have you ever experienced this? And it's frustrating. What did you do? Right. I think that's okay. Okay. Just well, it's good keep to know. professional keep people. <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of professional, but also, you know, on the personal level, where do you see yourself, you know, going with this uh, in terms of the real estate industry in general? I mean, is this something that you have found your your passion in or is it you think it's you know your your art artistic you know is that something that you're longing for you know i i still very much value graphics and art and that was my first love but because i've now been working in marketing for quite a while and i am so intrigued i think my critical mind has grown to the size of my creative mind it, it, they are matching now. I am so intrigued by the numbers and the demographics. And then when you can actually do something that produces results, it's so exciting. So I will be go- moving forward with marketing. Absolutely. And then I will always have graphics like, let's say I need to step in for a project. Great. I, I'll lo- I'd love to do it. But I see myself because tech is such a fast paced industry. I see myself continuing to learn, continuing to grow, continuing to hone this practice with all of the new technology and platforms that are emerging, I mean, monthly. So right now, I was just reading an article on on emotion and how it dictates our buying decisions. I will start employing things that are in line with that. I will start you know, doing more A-B testing. There is so many, A-B testing is I put out an ad with an orange background and I put out an ad with a black background. That's the most simplistic. Um, And I see which one performs better when I send it to the same audience. Right. There's so much to do that there's always going to be things that are put on the back burner. So there will will always be more to do and more room to grow. And I'm not the most knowledgeable marketer on the planet. You know, I'm, I am proud of, of where I am and I am confident in a lot of the knowledge that I have, but I have tons to learn. Sure. I'm just going to learning and learning and learning. I need some more continuing ed. I was talking about that recently. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. I'm sure there, there's, there's so much to learn. I'm also, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even a marketer. I'm just, you know, I do my thing on social media, but I, I've learned so much and I realize how, how deep it goes. And uh, I'd love to learn more. I just, I don't have the, I don't have the time to, to go, you know, digging into, which is, you know, that's fine with me. You know, they might can hire a professional to, to do things like that. There's the other pitch. Like if you're right, it is a field. If you don't have the time, which you don't, you just, that's why people like myself, you know, work in this field. You hire people like myself, graphic designers, social media managers. We're out there. Come there, find us. There you go. <laughs> and Chris, I want to transition now into what we call the final four. These are four questions I ask all I guess. The first one for you is what is the worst job that you ever had? Okay. And I did. I took a look at this question. Easy. Call center. Call center work is terrible. Yeah. And one of the reasons it's terrible is because you have to meet certain metrics. And these metrics don't necessarily help your customer. They help the company specifically. Mm -hmm. So I had a metric at one of the call centers I worked at that said call time needed to be under two minutes and 30 seconds. 
And I'm sitting here thinking, how am I going to do my intro, hear why the customer has called in, provide a solution and close out the call in under two minutes and 30 seconds. It just seemed wild to me. And so I never met this metric because I've always really cared about my client. Right. And I took all the time in the world to sit there and listen to them. <laughs> and so they were constantly telling me, Crystal, you're not meeting this metric. And I said, I know, but my customers are happy. So isn't that the goal? And it's not. So <laughs> I learned what not to do as far as customer services. Yeah. You know, the metrics are terrible. It doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. I agree with that. Uh, Second question, what's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? I looked at this question too. And honestly, Yona, I can say that the content that I consume is predominantly online. And it's quite boring. I read technical forums. I watch tutorials, things like this. So I haven't read a book in a long time. And I have never read a book that has changed my learned behavior to such a degree that uh, it has altered, you know, the way I go about things wholly. It, you know, it takes, I've had epiphanies and light bulb moments, but it really just takes, you know, one hard day. Yeah. For someone to slip right back into conditioned behavior. So I haven't really read something that has rocked me to the core. I do, however, if you're looking for inspirational or motivational content, I listen to Sadhguru often. And he has this beautiful way of placing you in the right now. Mm-hmm. So you're not dwelling on the past and you're not worrying about the future, but you are being very conscious and very right now. And it's a wonderful place to be. So Sadhguru, he's a great person to listen to. But again, I listen. I haven't read any of his book. Okay. Well, there's, I mean, there's plenty of, uh, you know, audible uh, online, what do you call it? Uh, listening books. I've listened to a few dozen books through the audible app. It's a, you know, you may want to try it out. Could be some books out there. And if you're looking for some paradigm shifting books, you know, we have every single episode of Weiss Advice, except for this one, we'll give a book to uh, to suggest. So I highly recommend checking out uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for example, the most commonly answered book. uh, And I have done some research. I have not read his book, but I wanted to find out who he was and what he does. So I do know some about the author and I have been a fan of some of his quotes. I've even pulled some of his quotes. Mm -hmm. So I am aware of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I haven't read it, but I sort of dove into the background of who this individual was. Yeah. See, I'm a researcher. (laughs) I'm just going to get online and like (laughs) hack things. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll give you a challenge and we'll get you that uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and see what happens if if it does paradigm shift you. Yeah, you know what? That would be wonderful. I would really enjoy that. Okay. Well, third question, which is going to be, what's a skill or talent that you'd like to learn? Oh, and I didn't really like mull this over while we were talking. A skill or talent I'd like to learn is just to perhaps be more conscious in the now. It is in my nature, especially with the work I do, to obsess. And, you know, when I was young, I could easily sit on the computer for 30 hours straight, no breaks, which is wild. But it's, you know, I'm thankful for it. It's the reason I'm where I am now. But, you know, my body can't handle it. 
So I get very, very heady. I get very into things. And sometimes it can be a failing as much as it is, uh, you know, good for learning and growing. It can be a failing too. I'd like to maybe go a little slower, be a little in, more in the right now. All right. That's, that's a wonderful answer. I mean, that's something I think we all need to, we all need to uh, get better at. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just kind of like slow, you know, feel. Like 100%. Be in the now, be more present. Yes. So fourth and final question is what does success mean to you? Well, of course, it means doing all of the wonderful things I want to do for my child. Of course. And I've heard this answer before because the reality is, like my post yesterday, we come home. This is our reason why I want to do all of those things. But success, I guess it also means, and I'm sh I don't know how often you hear, do people just blurt out, oh, financial stability? Do people say that? Like people kind no. of avoid that, don't they? Yeah, people avoid that. And you know what? To be honest, I think the reason people avoid that is I honestly believe most people that, uh, at least the people that I relate to and that I consider like-minded and the guests that I bring on the podcast, like don't even consider the financial aspect to be like success. I mean, obviously it can help. Uh, I think yes. everyone will agree to that, like being financially free or whatever, ha not having to worry about finances, w you know, would is a degree of success, but that's not what it's all about. And so no. that can only bring you to be able to, you know, do whatever it is that you truly want to do or how you define it. But we've had so many different definitions of that uh, question on this podcast. I'm just, I'm blown away every time by everyone's perspective on it. Sure. Because there's this notion that, you know, to really be like happy and fulfilled and have done what you want to do with as little regret as possible is sort of like the ultimate success. Right. right? Sure. It, it really is. So I am very much in line with that, you know, with, you know, to be quite deep and profound, but at the end saying, okay, I, I am happy with that. Okay. I'm good with that. Absolutely. That's, that's a great perspective. Crystal, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? Sure. Of course, on LinkedIn. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, it's typically my social media profiles are just the, you know, linkedin.com backslash Crystal Beckett. Also, I have a website, crystalbeckett.com. Here you can find some of my blog posts that are like basic SEO how-tos and analytics, how to get started. I showcase some of my work and, you know, it's a good place to start. You can contact me on there. You can absolutely also find me by always reaching out to Resolute. You can check out our website. I'm on there. My contact information is on there. Um, email cbeckett at resolutere.com. There we go. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you uh, you spending the time with us today and sharing some of your backstory and, and dropping on us all this amazing, uh, amazing depth about marketing. So. <laughs> it's going to keep me thinking. Yeah, thank you so much. And absolutely, like, feel free, reach out to me. I may be busy, but I love to make myself available. You know, um, it's so important. But I really appreciate you. And Yona, what you do for people is really awesome. It really is. It's inspiring. 
you bring people together. You have such a wonderful nature as a human being. Like it's just beautiful to be a part of. I appreciate thank you. That. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, uh, and to our listeners, thank you for joining us until the end. And I hope you did because you, uh, you, that means you're a special person for joining us all the way to the end. Cause I did some analytics on yeah. the podcast and the average person only listens to about 75% of the, of the episode. So there you go. So if you are part of that 25%, I appreciate you. And remember, until next time, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.